Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It is time once again to check in with the Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer with The View from Victoria. Good morning to you. And good morning, Jill. And I see Premier David Eby has got a media event starting at 9 o'clock at the site of the new St. Paul's Hospital. Care to guess what the first media question to him will be? I uh, dare say it might not be about the hospital. No, uh, you know, got. <laughs> The government communications people who manage these things always try to suggest to reporters, well, why don't you ask about the event first, since we went to all the trouble of staging this tour of the new hospital and all that, and you got your hard hats and your work boots on because that's the only way you can get in. And so why don't you just hold your questions back on all the other stuff? I don't know if that's going to work today. There is a very, very hot question out there, Jill, and it's what's the NDP government's response to the request from Vancouver City Council for the government to amend the Vancouver Charter to allow Ken Sim and his council majority to obliterate the elected Vancouver Park Board. That is one hot topic. And if it's not the first question to the Premier, I expect it'll be there in the press conference. So you have to know he's expecting that question as oh, yeah. well. And and so so trying to figure out, because you and I have been talking about this, so many people have been trying to figure out what discussions have they already had? What's he going to do with this? Uh, I'm, I'm curious because I don't, I don't think, I mean, I would be shocked if we got an actual clear answer and this is what we're going to do. But how is he going to play this one? Well, um, <laughs> what I'd love to hear the Premier say is, unlike Ken Sim and his council majority, we're not going to rush into this thing. <laughs> and we're going to look over their request and think it over. And we've got two months now before the legislature sits, in fact, more than two months. And we'll get back to you on the request. But, you know, we have to look at all the implications. So that would, I don't think that's what he's going to say, but I think it would serve Ken Sim right if that were the Premier's answer. I think what you're going to hear, Jill, is as you suspect, we're going to hear the Premier say, uh, you know, the request just got passed by Van City Council last night, and we're going to study it. And we'll get, you know, uh, make a statement eventually provincial government has to think about the implications. That, you know, is a departure, I would say. Even that's a departure. I think <clears throat> the initial reaction inside the New Democrat government was, if that's what the mayor wants, we're going to give it to him because we get along with the mayor. He's worked with us on housing and other things. He'll wear the controversy. We won't. And I think the initial inclination was to say yes. I think now, today, you'll hear a more guarded response. I think the Premier would be wise to just suss out how serious the opposition is going to be on this issue, because it's still building. I mean, it has already, I think, the pushback to the mayor's decision has been stronger than I expect 
the mayor expected. I think he may be a bit taken aback at how strong the pushback is. But there are still people out there, Jill, who wonder, you know, how much of this is former park board commissioners and current ones worried about, you know, the loss of the jobs there and, and how much of it is a serious public concern about something that looks on the face of it undemocratic. These people were elected as a park board. Ken Sim didn't campaign on a campaign to get rid of the park board. In fact, said the opposite. So there's a lot of controversy there, but I think it's early to say how long it's going to last and how high the wave of opposition is going to build. Do you think it's possible or could the premier say, okay, you've done this, you, you've, got, you've gone and voted in favor of, of getting rid of this, but we need more information. You, you're saying there yep. are millions in cost savings. Where are the, where are the cost savings? Yep. Come back to us with more details. Well, that's a possibility, although, you know, I think if we take the Surrey policing thing as the model that the New Democrats would like to avoid, then saying as little as possible is wise. Don't get involved in it. You know, uh, say, yeah, well, we look forward to your request and we'll take it into consideration. And of course, they'll have to ask the public service to draft the necessary legislative change and look at the implications of that. Uh, there was a, one of the things that came up last night, and I'm just hearing this on uh, the global news this morning, is somebody said, have you consulted Indigenous people? Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole change in provincial legislation and governance in BC as a result of the adoption of the United Nations principles four years ago that legislation passed unanimously. Well, one of the fundamentals of that is you don't do stuff that affects land use and public policy without consulting Indigenous people. So, Jill, that might be another grounds on which the provincial government could say, <clears throat> have you done this? But I, I think, you know, at the moment you're going to get a fairly guarded, cautious answer from Premier Eby, which is we'll wait till the letter of request arrives at the Premier's office and we'll look at the implications and get back to them on it. I don't think, I don't think the provincial government wants to be taking sides on essentially a political dispute that's emerging in the city of Vancouver. Not at this point, although, you know, and we talked about this yesterday, Jill, one NDP MLA has already weighed in on this. Spencer mm. Chandra Herbert, he's the member for the West End. He was a park commissioner, and he was out on social media this week saying he thinks this matter should have been put to the voters in Vancouver, not simply dumped on them after the election. Continuing now with Vaughn Palmer. And Vaughn, we talked about when Chief Coroner Lisa LaPointe announced that she would be retiring, but we now have a few more details about that. Yes, when the Chief Coroner announced she would be retiring, uh, she announced that last week, she said she won't be seeking a when her third term expires in February, she's retiring. She also said, I'm staying on the job and I'm going to continue. Well, <laughs> she doesn't quite put it in those words, but she continues telling the government what it doesn't necessarily want to hear. So we got a chilling statement yesterday from the chief coroner, and she framed it by saying, we don't usually put out a report on drug overdoses 
and deaths in the holiday season uh, out of sensitivity to families and so forth. But she said, I have to, I have to come out and tell the public what is going on. And Joel, even those of us who've been following this thing for years, that release is chilling. The coroner says we've gone from averaging six deaths a day to seven deaths a day. We've had 200 deaths in the last seven weeks. We are headed here in British Columbia for the worst ever death toll from poisoned drugs and drug overdoses. And she couldn't remain silent. She said, "You, we need to go back over all of our warnings, all of our reasons not to take drugs alone, all the reasons to be super careful. Uh, it, when you read it, you just go, no, the New Democrats now are in their eighth year in government and things are getting worse. This is a challenge to the government and also like everything that has been done in since this was declared a public health emergency before the NDP took office, everything that's done by the New Democrats, things are still getting worse. This is, uh, I don't know what to say about it other than I think the Premier's going to get asked about this today as well. And and that's, I mean, it's shocking, not that we were getting used to the fact that it was six deaths a day, but we've heard that so many times. The fact yeah. that it's now seven. So yeah. clearly, whatever it is we're doing, it's not working. No. And LaPointe also, you know, she didn't say much when she announced her uh, she wouldn't be seeking or wouldn't be staying, she, that she'd be retiring when her third year term is up. She didn't say too much. She said she was frustrated that a lot of the advice she's given on the problem of drug overdoses and what to do about it and safe supply wasn't taken. Uh, she's now given a, a kind of an end of career year end interview to Dirk Meisner at the Canadian press. And it's been carried in a number of news organizations. And the portrait she paints there is of someone who's frustrated, upset, disappointed. She says she tries to be a positive person, but so much of her advice has been ignored or politicized or met with ad hoc uh, results. She refers to that rather shocking news conference she had last month where LaPointe put out a report from an expert panel saying that the overdose problem, safe supply of drugs problem, so bad that the government should begin granting access to safe supply drugs without prescription. And what happened was that before LaPointe finished a press conference, in fact, before she even started it, the government distributed a news release to reporters attending the news conference, rejecting her recommendation. When LaPointe went to questions from reporters, the first question she got was, well, what do you think of the fact that the government's already rejected your recommendation? And she said, I haven't seen that. Yeah. She was caught completely blindsided. And what she said about that in the Canadian press interview is she wonders if the government even read, read that report before they drafted the news release, right? Mm -hmm. it, that's how frustrated she is. So... You know, uh, I, you can disagree with uh, 
her recommendations and all that. But this is somebody who's been in the front lines of the fight against overdoses and urging safe supply for years. And this is a pretty chilling indictment of the NDP's record on this. And, and, and like you said, too, you can disagree with it. And certainly there are, are differences or, or people who are opposed to this idea of safe supply. But you can disagree with it all you want. But these numbers, so the, these numbers tell the story. And and if it's not working, then what do we do? What, what happens next? And like you said, yeah. eight years. What have you done to try and make this better? Well, you know, we go back again to 2017. And the New Democrats said, our solution is we're going to establish a standalone ministry for mental health and addiction. They're going to go full time onto that. There were people in the healthcare system who said, all you're going to do is silo. All you're going to do is create two ministries dealing with the problem because most of the programs are still in the health ministry. No, this is the way to go. Well, we've now had the ministry for, as I said, we're in the eighth year. We have our third minister, uh, Jennifer Whiteside now, is, and that's who rejected LaPointe's recommendation out of hand. Again, uh, you know, if if the numbers are getting worse, I know the government, Adrian Dix, came out this week and said, well, you know, we have uh, we listen carefully to Lisa LaPointe and her recommendations, but there are other voices out there, and we're doing a great deal, and the government can point to all the money it's spent on the issue, but increasingly we're into territory where we go well everything you've done things are getting worse so is there something we should be doing that we're not doing that might turn the corner on the overdose numbers and is it is it fear of backlash from the public is it money what is it do you think yeah, that there's such know, hesitation yeah that's a good question jill and i i do have some sympathy for the government on one aspect of this uh, the, the public backlash over open drug use, over what happens in your neighborhood if you have the bad fortune to be in the neighborhood of one of these safe injection sites, uh, the general feeling that uh, the supply of safe drugs is being you know, there's evidence of it. The government disputes the evidence, but there's evidence has been reported, I think, credibly, in my view, that the safe supply is being diverted back into the illicit market. The story we had again documented that uh, one of the agencies delivering the safe supply, the government said they were breaking the law, was buying the stuff on the black market, which means from criminal sources. I, I think there are a lot of flaws in the delivery system. There are a lot of reasons why the public wasn't behind this. And I think that's why the New Democrats backed off. I think that's why they hesitated. I would say the view of advocates, and particularly Lisa LaPointe, is that it's the government's job to persuade the public to support things that may be counterintuitive or that may be um, there isn't public support for and people need to understand the reasons. I can see that point, but, you know, we're coming to an election year, too. And understandable, with an election year coming, the New Democrats have lost some of their enthusiasm for all of this stuff. Unfortunately for the New Democrats, the numbers are going absolutely the way they don't want to go on the overdose thing. So they may have managed to confer on themselves, Jill, the worst of both worlds. All right. Well, we'll leave that there and we'll have to talk new grading oh, system sure. tomorrow. Vaughn, thank we'll you so much. We'll be back.